Magdalene is a native of Northeast Pennsylvania, and after she received a bachelor's degree in theology and philosophy from DeSales University and her graduate degree in theology from Villanova University, she began working as the director of campus ministry at DeSales University. Magdalene currently serves the Diocese of Allentown as the director of the Office of Young Adult and Campus Evangelization. In addition to her work in the Diocese of Allentown, Magdalene served as a consultant for the Secretariat of Catholic Education for the USCCB and as an executive board member of Catholic Campus Ministry Association. She has co-authored a book entitled Hearts Burning Within Us, which is set to be published in the spring of 2021. For Lent 2021, she is hosting Late Night Lent, whose episodes are available on the Diocese of Allentown's YouTube channel. She is married to her husband, Brett, and they have been blessed with a wonderful daughter, Raquel. This is a Know His Love Story. My knowledge and understanding of the Father's love for me truly became a reality when I was a very young girl. I always felt connected to my faith and even remember holding up an item in my friend's house when I was about six years old and explaining to her that God is so amazing and he is in this. I must have heard a homily about creation and was trying some preaching on my own. Uh, I'm pretty sure that object was a golf ball. Knowing that God the Father loves me came through the love of my parents and the name they chose for me. I'm sure that every kid asks the questions um, to their parents about their name, and I distinctly remember this conversation with my parents. I started questioning the, if I were a boy, what would my name have been? And the response was, we didn't have a boy's name for you because we always knew you were going to be a girl. And as a kid, that was quite disappointing because I wanted to go into school the next day and be all, oh my gosh, guess what my name would be? So I followed up my first question with, well, how did you know I was going to be a girl? And my mom told me, your dad had a dream that when we were going to have a baby, it was be a girl and that we should name her Magdalene. So we never needed a backup name. So that absolutely fascinated me as a child, that my name was inspired by a dream. Then I come to find out that my father was so inspired by the dream that he wrote a song about me even before I was born. And one of the lines is Magdalene, Magdalene, prettiest girl I've seen. I saw her once dancing in a dream. Magdalene, won't you please come into my life? The first time I heard the song was on my 16th birthday and it was on reel to reel. Now people listening to this interview might not know what that is, but I was born in the seventies. Um, but the knowledge and the story behind my name and my parents' trust in that was very, very meaningful to me. So going to Sunday school and attending mass and hearing the stories of God communicating with his people through dreams, I really felt loved by the Father in a very unique way. Plus, I was born on March 19th, which is St. Joseph's feast day, and God sent a lot of messages to Joseph through dreams. And every parish I have officially belonged to throughout my life has been a St. Joseph's parish. In my heart and mind, God didn't only love me, God named me. And I remember in high school out shopping with my friends and looking through items with names personalized on them. And of course, I never found anything with Magdalene on it. But I did find something like a bookmark or a little business card looking thing with Maggie on it. And that's what some of my family and friends called me. And I was thrilled to buy this little card. And I didn't realize until after I bought it 
that the phrase written in smaller letters under the much larger Maggie, uh, that there was written a scripture quote. And the quote was Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. When I reflect on my identity as a beloved child of God or as a daughter of God, the first word that comes to mind is humility. And humility in the true sense of the word, um, the way St. Francis de Sales would describe it as a little virtue of living in self-truthfulness. Humility in the sense that, that my identity as a beloved child of God helps me know who and whose I am, that I am me and that I am not God. Another word that comes to mind about what it means for me to be a child of God is confidence, not in some self-affirming, cocky kind of way. I mean, I am talking about confidence right after mentioning humility, um, which actually sounds funny to me, but if in and through my humility that I know I need God, it is with confidence that I know God loves me and cares about me. My confidence is in the assurance of God's goodness. And if I'm confident of my identity in and through my baptism, that I belong, I am beloved. And because I have owned that truth and lived that reality, it has been a powerful spirituality to have as I grew and mature in my faith and as a woman. My identity as beloved of God was what gave me confidence and defined me, not my grades, not my clothing, not the guy I was dating, but it was God who first and foremost provided me with my identity and everything else flowed from that. And the third word I want to share that comes to mind when I think of my identity as beloved child of God is perspective. I've been trying to think about how I can articulate this connection among being beloved and humble and, and having perspective. And I suppose it's mostly tied to confidence that when I can fully rest and I love the word abide. When I can abide in the assurance of God's love for me, I can keep everything else in the world in its proper place, given its appropriate level of concern and attention. When I reflect on uh, God's love in my life, there, there's really been only one time in my life when I wasn't as connected to God as I wish I were. And there wasn't, um, it wasn't driven by anything like unworthiness or sinfulness or a crisis of faith. It was simply laziness, just a slow slide when I was about 21 or 22 years old. And I wasn't praying much or going to church. And the super ironic thing is that at the time I was finishing up my bachelor's degree in theology. So I think I was appreciating the intellectual part of the faith and put the relational aspect of the faith on the back burner for a bit. And it didn't last very long, thank goodness. I didn't have a major conversion moment or a mega realization, but just as slowly as I slid away, I slowly picked up the momentum and have kept it going. When I think of the way God expresses love to me, I always want to laugh because it's through God's sense of humor. The way things somehow fall into place when there could be no chance of that happening, uncanny moments, unpredictable surprises, those things that we would chalk up to coincidence or serendipity, nope, not between me and God. That is absolutely how God shows love to me. I have heard that coincidences should actually be referred to as God incidences, and that's where I feel love. 
when, and when they happen, it's like, God is saying to me, did you catch that? And wink at me or, or something like that, or, or having things happen repeatedly. And God saying, I want you to notice this. Um, so one type of an example I can give is that sometimes someone's name would pop into my head either randomly or when I'm praying and I write that person's name down as a reminder to call her or to text him or to set up a time to see that person. And I swear it happens more times than I could count that that person who I thought of reaches out to me that day or the following day. And, and I just start laughing because I tell that person I have your name on a sheet of paper and I'm, and you're calling me right now. Um, another time is when I reached out to someone on social media, a woman I knew when I was younger and probably haven't spoke to in over 25, 30 years. And the next morning I get a message from her and she tells me how she prayed to God the night before asking God to send her someone to talk to about something that she was going through in her life. And there I was, I hear God say to me in those moments, I am in your life. I am paying attention. I get you. I got you. And I love you. And if I were to talk to someone about knowing God's love in his or her life, I would begin by asking them about the image of God that they have in their mind. I think the way we picture God and think of God deeply affects how we relate to God or how, how and if we feel and know God's love. So an image of a stern judge or thinking that God is only keeping track of failures doesn't provide a good foundation for discovering God's love. An image of a grandfather or friend, even warm sunshine, would be easier to begin to imagine a loving God. And one practice I learned on a retreat recently was to take time answering two questions. What do I love about God? What does God love about me? And in and through answering those questions, a person can begin to realize and believe in and develop a loving relationship with God the Father. Thank you.